Azanya Mosaka on 702. It's eight minutes past two and we cross over to uh, our Cape Talk studios in Cape Town and that's where we join Wendy Nola. And she is a uh, renowned consumer journalist and every single Thursday at two o'clock we address an issue that affects all of us. You know, we try and educate ourselves, know our rights about uh, our consumer rights because we all consume, we all transact and at some point or another we uh, might have to resolve an issue with the service provider. Wendy, good afternoon. Hello, Aza. I'm afraid I, I'm of no help with lack of uh, provision from ESCOM. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, we can't come running to you on that one. Do something, Wendy. Yeah, do something. <laughs> yeah. So um, today actually marks an interesting turning point as far as uh, mobile operators are concerned. Yeah, we couldn't do a consumer show without mentioning the um, much amended, tweaked on-off data regulations. They finally come into effect at midnight. Yes. Um, many of our colleagues have spoken about it, but today is the day, or to, no, midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, this whole thing came about because essentially, um, I'm very into the Consumer Protection Act, and the Act says that whatever you pre-buy, whether it's a voucher or any kind of mechanism, you should have the right to get the value out of it to to redeem it for up to three years. Mm. And so if someone buys you a gift card, you know, f- to a shopping center, you, you they can't tell you after a year or a month, sorry, it's expired. But that's what happens and has been happening with our data. So the software industry refuses, you know, they have legal interpretations that says, no, that doesn't uh, um, apply like that with data. And so we have, you know, there was, as you know, so much around data must fall and yes. all the, the, the costs and the expiry was a hugely contentious issue. So this is ICASA's um, way of um, addressing some of those issues with us going for, into um, out of bundle, very expensive out of bundle mm-hmm. data without realizing it. So it's forcing them to, to um, tell us um, when we are depleting our data and how we're depleting it at certain intervals, 20%, 50, 100, I think it is. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, giving us some more control over that data so that we don't just forfeit it. So, um, we, uh, we're not going to get bill shock as well by going into out of bundle. So now, as I say, they've got to alert us. Um, we get to, um, we get to say before our data so-called expires yes. that we want it to roll over and each network is handling that slightly differently. Yes, I and see Vodacom actually wanted to charge for that move into yeah, the next month. They, month. that didn't, didn't track very well. No, I mean, <laughs> 49 grand. What if you're just moving yeah. a small no. bit of data? Clearly, it's interesting though because you know that wasn't prohibited, uh, strictly prohibited by the by the regulations. Right. But but I don't suppose they thought they had to say that. That goes completely against the spirit of what this is supposed to be mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. so that's that's now not happening. But they've since um, dropped it. Yes, they've since, since dropped, dropped it. it. Um, and also, if you roll over data, what used to happen was that um, it would be. Um, a case of they would you would use your current data first and then only what you've rolled over. So the chances of it of it expiring again were, were very high. It was actually quite sneaky. Now you've got to use that roll over data first, the oldest data first, and then your newest, and not the other right. way around. So that's been a nice change. Mm-hmm. And then of course you can gift your unused data if you have a a parent, a child, a friend, uh, an employee that you would like to gift some of your not unused um, oh. data to in that month's allocation. You can do that as long as it's the same network. Yes. So there's there's quite a lot 
happening now. At one point um, earlier in the month, Salty was going very big and saying you have to contact us and opt into out of bundle rates, even if it's you know a small limit, so that you don't find yourself cut off from the network completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, ECAS obviously heeded those sorts of issues and um, have introduced additional changes now, so that even if you have not proactively gone and elected. Um, to, to go them. into an out of bundle thing, you won't be cut off. Right. So, so there's been quite a lot happening, and from this month, it's all going to roll out from, uh, from, from tomorrow. From yes, tomorrow, yeah. Tonight, tonight, tonight. And it's interesting to hear back from some listeners as to how it's affecting their monthly spend and that going forward. Now that they don't have to absolutely uh, lose out. Yeah, We've been crying so. for so long on this issue, and we let's have. see what other moves uh, and other changes, well, favorable changes, come our way. Well, if I can just have my say there, I've, I've been, and many others have been saying oh, uh, that why should we, we be paying for um, itemized billing when you go to pick and pay? They don't give you just one, say, okay, that's 350 rand. You'd say, hello, I want to see what I paid for the baked beans and my maize and my whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so why should we pay extra and why should we pay to see who's phoning us? And and those prices are going to go up. I see Vodacom's announced from 1st April, those two prices are going up and the others will probably be the same. So it's kind of a give with one hand, take with the other. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it'd be nice to have more consumers saying, well, actually, actually, yes, yes it's been going on for years, but why should we why should pay we? to get an itemized bill? No other industry does that. They, mm. they break down exactly how your the amount that you now owe was made up. And why should we pay extra for it from... You know, I think that's a conversation for another day too. It is because a conversation for another so day. there's so many different services where you pay for every little thing. I mean, booking a flight, right? You have to yep. pay for you to get an SMS that confirms that's your true. booking. And, and also, like, that tells you that the fl- the plane is not going to take off late. <laughs> yes, you have to pay to get those alerts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, so uh, that's a conversation for another day. Maybe sure. we can uh, start to think about that area as a broad broadly speaking, across different categories. Uh, But let's move on to this issue with shoes, right? And I know, broadly speaking, we're talking about product failure, product failure. But it was inspired by this incredible video of U.S. college basketball star Zion Williamson's Nike literally ripping apart on him um, after, what, 36 seconds? 33, I think it was. Was it 33 seconds after he started the biggest college basketball game of the season (laughs) last last week? Just last week. Yes. Wow. And then, of course, he got that knee injury. And so, I don't know if you were following on Twitter yes. I, I was yeah. the whole newsroom here I was and we're like you know, obviously there was a lot Poor of noise thing. and shaming of of Nike um, as you know the, the joining the dots between the shoe failure which you could see very clearly in that clip and then mm. him going down on the knee so of course Nike called it an isolated incident mm-hmm. And they said the quality and performance of our products are of the utmost importance. We are working to identify the issue. That's the last I heard. Yes, and they absolutely it, dominate. They dominate when it comes to uh, basketball. Uh, absolutely. I think so. 90% of the players wear, wear their shoes. Yeah, and and for good reason too, because that's, you know, that's a form of celebrity endorsement. Yeah. And um, it, it counts as advertising and marketing for a brand that big. It's part of the reason they are so big is because they're out there and people emulate people there, you know, the big stars. So, so when a failure like that happens, 
so publicly, it's it is catastrophic, um, and it would be interesting to see how that pans out. I'm sure, certainly going to going to follow it. But it got me thinking because I and, and other consumer journalists, we get a lot of um, and consumer bodies like the Ombudsman for Consumer Goods and Services get a lot of complaints about um, a lot of products failing. But shoes in particular are quite tricky. Is it an interesting space? I'll tell you. I asked uh, we I asked the male colleagues that I have. I have Abel yes. and Cabazella and. It's never happened to them. So I really? suspect that we might have a lot of women calling. Actually, my heels have broken. I have a heel that two heels that have broken. Um, straps and uh, 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 what do you call it? You know, when you uh, the buckle. Yes. Buckles yes, yes, also buckle. breaking. Uh, the well, diamantes are on the shoe as well, well falling out. OK, well, I've got a case times. just like that. And funnily enough, I must say I get equal amounts of complaints about men's shoes and women's. Wow. So it's not all your classic heel snipped off thing. Often the men's shoe will, uh, you know, when the shoe smiles at the front, the, 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 yes. the upper pulls away from the sole and that kind of thing. So um, here's the thing, though. The Consumer Protection Act automatically gives all products, even used ones, a warranty of six months against some kind of failure, which would then make them unfit for, ser- for oh. purpose. Oh, so I think that's important. Even Whatever you buy, ones. even used goods, unless obviously if you're buying, say I buy a used um, uh, university book for one of my kids and there's writing in the, in the, uh, on the pages or whatever, then obviously, ideally the secondhand shop, whatever should say, please sign here. They, you know, there's, there's this sort of defect. It's not brand new. And you obviously then can't take the book back and say, I want right. a refund because there's writing in it, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So it has to be very specific. But the, the, the legislators in this country and in many other countries felt that whatever you buy needs to give you good service. You need to get good value, work properly as intended for at least six months. And, right. and here's the very big thing about it. Unlike before the CPA, which is going on eight years now, in the past, whatever broke, you take it back, whether it was a microwave or a pair of shoes or whatever, <laughs> the retailer would be most likely to say, no problem, we'll fix it for you. But that comes at great sacrifice um, on the part of the consumer. Often mm. you have to give it up for a couple of weeks or whatever. Mm. So the Consumer Protection Act is if something goes wrong in the first six months and they can't f- show you that it, you caused the problem by dropping the phone in the toilet or whatever, and if it is a defect, then you have the right to choose the warrant, the, the remedy rather. You do not oh. have to accept the repair because that's what the that's what the company wants you to do. It's easiest for them. You get to choose between a refund, a replacement, or a repair. So you don't have to accept the repair. Wow! Right? If if that special pair of shoes of yours, as they they are not six months on or five months on, and they're not being sold anymore, and you really love them, then you you would choose a repair, like just fix the buckle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but you might say, uh, actually, you know, I don't trust that it's not going to go wrong again, so give me your money back. And that would be your choice as long as they couldn't say, well, you've abused oh. the shoes. And that's the problem with shoes because in my experience, many retailers and manufacturers are very quick to blame the wearer yes. and refuse to take any responsibility for the shoes at all. So they'll say it's how you walked or where you walked. Oh, no, you weren't and supposed to And what you were doing when you had the it shoes It rained. On. Why did you wear the shoes in the rain? Hello? <laughs> So then, so then you could argue, or any consumer body would then argue, um, it is a, a realistic expectation for someone to be able to wear shoes, of not course. to jump in the pool with them, but to wear them in the rain. That's you can't not go out because it's raining. Yes. Um, so it's that kind of thing. And where does where does the user abuse and actual defend? Where, where do those begin and end? Kind of thing. Absolutely. But I think the lived experience is probably something else. Have you ever tried to return shoes? And what were you told? Particularly if it was in those six months, as Wendy has said, that that's the warranty period. That's you have the that golden period. 
period. The golden period. Yes, of six months. Because you get told all sorts of things that, no, they've been worn already. If they're not in the box, if you don't have the receipt, they've been worn already. Uh, You can't. Um, You you can't believe how many times that. Thanks for bringing uh, it up. Uh, You can't believe they've been worn. Hello. That makes a mockery of the Consumer Protection Act. So you've only got a warranty if you you look at the shoes in the box. (laughs) I mean, really. (laughs) That is pathetic. The one thing I must say, though, they can insist on proof of purchase. So you must always keep your 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 receipts with what whatever's the easiest for you. What about oh, the okay. box? Box, I'm glad you mentioned that. Shoes, as with any other product, it's a bit of a tricky one because they can't stop you from returning, from exercising your right of return within that golden six months by saying you don't have original packaging. So um, mm. they definitely can't do that. But the thing is, if there is... It's not so often, not so much on shoes, perhaps maybe sports shoes, but with other things, electronic goods in particular, the manufacturer's um, warranty kicks in from the from month seven. That's actually a voluntary warranty, and then they can turn around and put all sorts of conditions in, including we don't accept it back if you don't have original packaging. So it's a kind of a pain because you don't need the box in the first six months to exercise your mm-hmm. CPA warranty, but you do need it from then on. So in effect, it's worth keeping the box, basically. Right. Oh. Yeah. And then they call us yeah. hoarders. So Exactly. 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs. Product failure is what we're focusing on this afternoon with Wendy Nola. Uh, and she's a renowned consumer journalist. We'll look at some of the case studies that she's come across and maybe they mirror your own experiences. Have you ever tried to return shoes or maybe have a product fail on you? Well, we've got the CPA. As Wendy stated, it's been around for eight years now. Um, are you finding that uh, retailers and uh, manufacturers are upholding their side of, uh, or rather upholding the CPA as far as how they operate and the terms around uh, returning products that have failed. 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs. Ngwako, you're calling from uh, Bulukwane. Good afternoon, Ngwako. Afternoon, uh, Aza and Wendy. Welcome. Hi. I, I just walked out of a store. I wanted, <laughs> uh, okay, I bought a cell phone for my mom in December. Okay. And... When I go to the store, it's oh, okay. What what happens? It it loses network from time to time. We have to switch it off and on again. Then it gets network. Mm. So um, I tried to return it just now, five minutes ago. I was told no, seven days has lapsed. I the only thing, the only option that's left is for them to book it for 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 repairs. Unfortunately, they couldn't book it. In, book it. Because uh, there's no electricity. It's actually laughing. No, because it's also ridiculous. <laughs> the irony of it all. <laughs> I'm very so happy for this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it couldn't be booked in because um, the stage one. Uh, um, Load shedding. Load yeah. shattered, yeah. Has yeah. it started? Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I'm very happy for. Th- Sorry, I um, keep interrupting. Do you want to know how did that how did that interaction end? No, no. Um, um, I have to wait until electricity is back so that they can. <laughs> because now it's only their, um, what you call, their chills that are working. Nothing okay. Else. So so here's yeah. the thing. When the electricity, when you go back, here's what you need yeah. to know. Yeah. Um, the cell phone industry is notorious for this. They think the CPA mm-hmm. doesn't apply to their product until you point it out and, and, and ask to speak to the manager if you, if you have to. So cell phones are like any, did you buy the product on a contract or did you buy it uh, cash for your mom? No, no, it's cash. 
Okay, excellent. So, so if a product fails within six months, you have a right yes. to, as I said, choose your remedy, um, refund, replacement, or repair. You don't have to accept repair. And if you do accept repair, it must be free, obviously, in the first six months. That seven-day okay. cooling-off period is something that that industry imposes. It's got nothing to do with the law. The CPA owns the first six months. It supersedes any internal policy, wow. right? What they are confusing mm. is... As I said, they they do have the right, especially with electronic goods, to rule out user abuse. So rule out, for example, not say it happened that your mom, you know, dropped the phone uh, in some water or, or, or you know, dropped it or something like that. I'm not saying it happened. I'm just saying they have the right to check yeah. that out. So they may send it yeah. off for assessment, but that's not – they may not unilaterally repair that phone while it's being assessed. It is an assessment period. So up front when they take the phone away from you for this assessment and it's not – for repair, you make that very clear. You write on the piece of paper, they have to give you a receipt, right, that they've taken the phone. You write the defective phone, not holding signal, um, requested remedy, refund. And then you keep a copy of that. If they don't give you a copy, take a picture of it with your phone. So that if they come back to you and say, come and fetch your repaired phone, you go, no, 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 no. I wanted a replace, I wanted a refund or a replacement, whatever you choose. I don't, yeah, I want a refund. I don't have to accept a repair. And if you have any trouble, then you come find me and and I'll take it up with them. Because you see, the remedy does, they said they will fix it and for the time being, I want, my mom won't have a cell phone. Mm. No, no, no. Unfortunately, with the assessment period, you do have to um, relinquish the phone. But it's you know the the act doesn't and the, and the commissioner, consumer commissioner, hasn't said how long that or short that period must be. But it shouldn't be more than a week or at most ten days. They cannot keep the phone for three weeks. That's a, a no, consumer no. injustice. No, yeah, yeah. She, she said it, it was going to be away for a month. No, 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 no. You don't accept that. You don't actually. Would you please? Would you? Um, uh, Tell the producer of air the, yes, yes. the details of that uh, store, and and we can and leave your details as well. And if, if need be, okay. I, I will get involved. No. Mwanko, there I'll you go. Just stay on the line. Stay on the line quickly because he's going to march in there. Wendy said, <laughs> "Switch on the radio." <laughs> right. Let's next go to Derek in Little Falls. Hi, Derek. Derek, I hear your indicator, not yes. your indicator, yeah, but your hazards or something, Derek. Oh, Derek He's is daydreaming. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, let's try. We'll try and get him uh, offline. And then Azar, good afternoon. Hi, uh, Azania. Yes, welcome. Hi, uh, Azania and your guest. Um, my question is, we bought a used car from VW. Uh, after a very short while of driving the car, the car needed oil, and now the car keeps on needing oil. So even though we bought the extended warranty, they are telling us it could take months before it's fixed and they're not sure whose cost it's going to be fixed at. Do we have any recourse? Ah, okay. You bought it how long ago, Azar? On the 15th of December. Oh, you said yeah. December. Okay, so that you're still very much within mm. that golden period. Whatever goes wrong with the car is for their account. Unless they could prove you caused it. So it's, whether it's an extended warranty issue or whether they repair it themselves, it's their responsibility having sold it to you, ever you gave your money to for that car. Um, you shouldn't even have to, it shouldn't have to be even the extended warranty shouldn't come into it. It's between you and them in the first six months. So, um, and, and ideally they should provide you with a courtesy car as well because you're, Presumably still paying for this car and you're mm-hmm. insuring it. It's not your fault this thing has happened. So they must fix it at their um, expense. Um, and don't let them tell you otherwise. The CPA applies to cars as well. They must repair it at their cost.
So you can't get a replacement. <laughs> Very that, difficult remedy. with cars, with cars. unless the, cons- the motor industry ombudsman, which is the mandated, the Consumer Commission has mandated them to deal with car queries mm. and, and arbitrate. Right. They won't support the replacement of a car unless it's a safety critical issue like steering or brakes and the dealerships try to fix it and failed and then they'll say take back the car. But mostly they will go for repair, repair and replacement of the components. Okay. So, but cost. six months, as a, you, you're very, you're in, it's a very good timing. Um, the CPA is so strongly in your corner on this one. So don't let them tell you we don't know this, this, unless they can prove that you've somehow done something to that car to cause an oil issue. Um, it is yeah. their responsibility entirely. Mm. There you go. Okay. Thanks. You go, Martin. And then, uh, okay. And then, uh, and then, um, uh, uh, what about getting like a like a courtesy car from them in yeah. while they're really s- fixing it? As I said, that's that's not laid down in any law or whatever, but it's 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 certainly best practice in the case of not when you just take your car in for a service, say, but if you have a warranty fail, especially yours and such a new car, a newly acquired car, um, they do have an, a, a moral obligation to keep you mobile, and a lot of the better dealerships are getting very creative around this. If they don't mm. have enough courtesy cars, they'll mm. they'll organize you an Uber or something like that. There's no excuse. So just stay okay. state calmly. Um, you're, you're in a metro area, right? You're serviced by Uber. You just state, yeah. um, if you don't have a courtesy car, I understand, but there is Uber, and um, why should I be paying for my mobility? This has got nothing to do with me. Mm. Azza, okay, thank you. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Thank yeah. you. Good luck. <laughs> That's Azza in uh, the CBD, Johannesburg. Are we uh, definitely going to get an Uber? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Be driven around yeah. for the week. Why not? Right. So I'm so curious about the, the, the case studies and I'm still looking for someone with a shoe issue because it's, all, it's happened to me a couple so, of times. It's so, well, we could talk about yours if you like. What happened with, with your It was out of the six months. Fellas. That's the oh, problem. No. Okay. So that <laughs> but, is a huge problem. Yeah, but so we'll I, come back to, to the calls. I see Derek is back and some is a few other people. Do you want me people. to talk about the case study or do you want to talk? No, Should we'll we take the Derek? headlines first. Let's take oh, the headlines course, yes, then we'll come right. back. It's 29 minutes past two. If you've just joined us, we've been chatting to uh, Wendy Nola for Nola Knows, our Thursday two o'clock appointment uh, conversations. And this is where we tackle consumer matters. So the lines are open to you as we're talking about product failure. If you haven't seen the video of Zion Williamson's Nike's failing him on the basketball court, uh, then uh, you should check it out because it is shocking. His whole foot actually rips the edge or, uh, you know, he he's making a move and his foot literally just get, comes out of the shoe, comes out of the shoe from the outer side of it. And you see his sock and his foot and then he hobbles off uh, because he injures his knee in the process. He sprains his knee, hobbles off to uh, uh, um, the benches and he gets uh, medical help. But it has affected his uh, playing for the rest of the season. Azania Mosaka on 702. 25 minutes to three and we still have Wendy Nola with us in our Cape Talks studios and we're looking at consumer matters particularly on uh, product failure today that's our focus for today michael says the nba failure is not isolated quality has gone down i have a pair of air max that the cushion where the cushion collapsed and nike would not offer anything they were hardly worn and probably less than six months old oh michael it sounds like you left the situation you didn't push it or, or take it any further but wendy you have been looking at a number of case studies but i also want to know what about shoes that have been bought on sale or products that have been bought on sale because often we hear that it's not returnable okay that's a really good question as so just because something if you let me put it this way buying something 
on a sale or at a discounted price or on a special or whatever you want to call it, a markdown price does not remove your CPA rights at all unless they say to you, we are these uh, shoes are shop soiled. Let's stick with shoes. These shoes are shop soiled, or there's a problem. The colours are mismatching, or whatever, mm. and you decide it's worth the, the the much lower price. And they should ideally, to protect themselves, put on your receipt. Um, these shoes are shop sold, point out the defect mm-hmm. and you sign for it. And then obviously there's no way you can then go back and say, I want a refund because these shoes are shop soiled or yes. scuffed or whatever. Um, or the one slightly lighter because it's been sitting in the sun in the window, or whatever. But if just on, in the normal scheme of things, buying something on a sale when it comes to defective goods, and I, distri- I stress just defective goods here, um, you have your full right of return, absolutely, as if whatever price you paid for the for the item. The only time the sale goods things becomes um, relevant is if the shoes or any product is not defective. Cause mm-hmm. some, there's no legally a store doesn't have to take back anything if it's not defective, much less give you a refund. But if they do take it back and it's in a resellable condition and you've got your slip and everything, um, they have a right to say we will not take back sale merchandise because you can understand they moving the stock quickly. It was right. on a sale. They don't, the sales finished. Why must they be stuck with mm-hmm. um, the goods because you changed your mind? But if it's defective, it's a very big difference within six months no matter what you paid for something you have a right to a replacement Good. or a refund yeah the, right. the, the sale thing is completely irrelevant yeah. mm, mm. Um, I'm looking at the case of uh, um, a lady who bought shoes for 8,000 rands I mean 8,000 rands and then within a month something went oh, wrong with them was that one of it no the original price was apparently 8,000 rand ah. and she bought them for for 3,000 rand which here we is a, a, a very good example of what I've just been saying it doesn't matter whether it was marked down or not. Mm. So she bought these shoes um, and uh, they were sort of very um, high in sort of, you know, the, the fashion of these silvery, these metallic sneakers. And um, within a short space of time, a month or so, that silver started rubbing off. And when oh, she went wow. back, she was told, um, sorry, uh, we can't help you. Um, and I actually have quite a few cases with this particular store. The shoes are not cheap mm-hmm. and, um, they, as a rule, do not take responsibility if something goes wrong. They'll say, in this case, she was told she didn't take care of the shoes. Um, and, you know, go away kind of thing. So I think, and, and, and weirdly as a, with shoes as well as uh, clothes, it's often, in my experience, the very high-end ones selling expensive clothing, many thousands of rands, um, that have the worst policies and the worst attitude when it comes to returns, mm-hmm. um, especially defective. They just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's obviously not all of them, yeah, but um, you yeah, see more. I, of those I see a lot. I, I see a lot. So I always say, before you hand over your money, before you swipe your card. Um, Ask them very pointed questions about their returns policies, okay. both on non-defective because they've got um, complete discretion there, and on defective and say if if something goes wrong with these shoes, if the heel snaps or the yes, what's my recourse? What do you will you give me a refund and sure. and and get it get it in writing, get recorded. Um, it's a lot of money to spend to have something go wrong very early on in the in, in the shoes life, and then to be told sorry for you. Yes, I mean, protect well, yourself. Let's go to Samantha, who has an air condition pr- uh, question. Hi, Samantha. Hi there. Um, Wendy, very briefly, the story is this. I've used a firm um, of air conditioners before called Air Release. 
and I wanted to install a new air conditioner in my home and again called them to come and put this air conditioner in. Yeah. Um, unbeknown to me, they decided to outsource it to another company um, who I have no knowledge of whatsoever. Um, the day the air conditioner was being installed, I was called into the room uh, where the air conditioner was going and I saw some, met somebody I'd never seen before um, and he asked me to explain where the air conditioner was due to go and which then started to really concern me because I'd already through, been through this briefing with air release. Um, the installation was extremely poorly done, uh, so the pipes on the wall and everything are very badly installed. And whilst the air conditioner works, my conversation with Air Release, its two partners who own the business, um, was extremely difficult. They were, in my view, misogynistic and uh, really very chauvinistic, um, very rude on the telephone, and basically said to me, we have every right to outsource to whoever we choose to outsource it to. And I said, no, you don't. Um, the way we stand at the moment is the air conditioner is still in place. I haven't paid for it. I'm asking them to apologize to me for the way they've handled it, for the outsourcing to an unknown company, and to rectify the damage on, onto the installation. At this stage, we're at an impasse. What did you right. advise I do? Okay. Um, the outsourcing, certainly, that uh, is an issue... And it's not an issue to the point, for example, if you order something online and um, the major online company has got um, a a spike in in orders such as Black Friday or something and they outsource to a delivery partner they wouldn't normally use. That is sort of part and parcel of, of, of doing business. What you can most certainly take issue is with is the quality of, of the, the work, work. done. Mm-hmm. So they can't, when you have a complaint, then say, um, oh, we didn't do it. It was that company. Go to them. No, no, no. You gave them your money. You contracted with them. I'm sure the invoice has their name on it. So if the job is unsatisfactory in any way, they are obliged to put it right. So whatever that takes, um, they must rectify. Um, okay. And that's the... the that that's your right in that case. Mm, so she must be clear about what she's asking. It's for the work to be done to a satisfactory she, level. She, she whoever exactly. the supplier is, whatever it takes, and not at her cost. All right, there we go. Yeah. Well, when but, did you, yeah, are we out of time? I was going to say, but yeah, she she. Um, I would say in this case, given what's happened, she would have a right to say, and I don't want you to outsource this repair. I want you to take responsibility for it yourself. Okay, um, and we didn't even get to talk about the the toilet ply. <laughs> <laughs> You you have no idea as to how many people get excited about toilet paper oh, and the quality or lack of it. it then? Should we make a day for it? Because maybe. Yeah. All right, I could link it with something else maybe but for next week. But yeah, it's, it does get people. Yeah, because I was so, so curious, especially when it comes to our regulations. I know that they're there, I but I had to go remind myself about how many sheets we should expect to yes. get from okay, our roll of do, toilet paper. I'll do the extended version for next week or something else. How about that? Stay That's tuned fine. for the toilet paper series. <laughs> Thank you so much, Wendy. Thanks, Azza. That's Bye. Wendy Nola. And uh, she brings us Nola Knows on uh, Thursdays. Gosh, we're always so inundated and we try to get to a variety of questions that hopefully if you don't get on air that your question will be addressed in one way or another Um, but uh, she's with us every single Thursday from our Cape Talk studios